Hello. Sorry, I was drinking uh, Caesar. No, oh, as you should be. Um, when you said hi, we are drinking so. Caesars. Hi. Yeah, because this is this is another episode of Getting Literate. I'm Katie. <laughs> I'm Julia. And we're here, and we're drinking Caesars. We are indeed. Um, because they are otherwise known if you're Caesars. not in Canada. They're Bloody Marys, right? Because they don't have it's not clamato, but better. It's not clam tomato juice. Mmm, my favorite type of tomato juice. Don't fucking slander it. I'm not slandering it. it. I'm not slandering it. It is my favorite. My tone of voice was slanderous, but clam tomato you know juice it's like... is the superior tomato juice hybrid. It is. It's based off pasta <laughs> alla vongole or whatever the real Italian word to say clam oh, is. Off. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Like, I love like... that. That's cute. Yeah. It's like clam pasta inspired in a drink. So yeah. welcome. <laughs> but anyway, we're not drinking it because it is its Italian roots. We're drinking it because it's popular in Canada and it's red. And speaking of a Canadian yeah. icon that is red, that's the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Cute. I love it. Which is yeah. what we're reading, by the way. By we're Miss... reading The Handmaid's Tale. That's that's what we Margaret, read. Yeah. The, the Handmaid's Tale. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. She's a bitch, but she, like, she is not a nice person. Ooh, I kind of um, love that for her. I kind of yeah. love that for her, though. Honestly, kind of same. I, mm, she's got a lot. She's re- she's real problematic, uh, but. How? She's also older. Uh, well, she's. Mm, mm. I understand yeah. your train of thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some not so fun, not so feminist things in her in her life which is kind of surprising right. given right. that she wrote the book she wrote <laughs> the book she wrote <laughs> that is like an, an icon and uh is taught in many 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 schools and shit like that and is like this like example of like feminist literature but it's uh yeah no she's a moment i she's not a nice person i don't think that i, I personally don't think she has to be but no she doesn't have her. to be whatever she lives in toronto she's old whatever uh, but yeah, we read it. Uh, it reminds me of Doris Lessing. We did. Um, were you in any of my classes where we had to read her? She was like a bitch. She was, she won like a Nobel Prize in literature though, um, and she wrote nice. this book that people like consider like feminist literature. And she's like, I'm not a fucking feminist. She's also like old as fuck. Like I'm pretty sure she's dead or something. But I think she was like in yeah, her nineties, so. and she was like, I'm not a fucking feminist. So I think they just don't like that word, but they definitely are. Oh, I think like older women um are very like put off by the word feminist they're like i don't burn my bra i'm not you know i don't think all men are scum and it's like okay queen that would be bad as hell um, (laughs) yeah actually i think that that's kind of a fun way to go about it but cool um yeah she's she's a moment uh but yeah so she's wonderful writer canadian uh the book is about wearing well that's not what it's about but they wear red in it also, there's a lot of shit with blood. It's about wearing red, actually. And, yeah. It's it actually is about wearing like red. Very similar to The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> Let me get into a summary real quick. Uh, it's about this bitch who wears a red dress and she feels real spicy one day. That's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> actually, end the podcast. Cut. Yeah. Great job, Katie. Let's go trace it. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Um, actually, no, Julia, you have to tell me a little bit about Handmaid's because you had not read it before this. You had gone 22 years of your life without reading Handmaid's Tale in Canada. Yeah. Tragic. I went to Catholic school. I was not exposed to good literature. We've established this. No, well, this one demonizes Presbyterians. So, I mean, you'd think they teach it. (laughs) I know, but they really hate sex over there. So, except we did read 1984. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah. I, it's actually part of my rant is reading 1984. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So, Katie, The Handmaid's Tale is set in Gilead, a dystopian world of the near future, a world that Margaret Atwood created by heightening America's existing religious love handles. Uh, and it's set, like, like Gilead's center, capital, that's the word, is um, at what was once Harvard campus. And the protagonist, Offred, is a handmaid in the home of the mysterious commander and his wife Serena Joy, who's a real fucking bitch. Um, Alfred mm-hmm. is allowed to go out once per day, spicy lady, to the food market, and she is not allowed to read because pff, fuck women. Women can't read. That's bad. It'll rot their little brains. I know. And I can't read. honestly, 
Yeah, me neither. Um, Alfred's biggest hope is that she gets knocked up by the commander because she's only valued if her ovaries are viable. Love that for her. Um, Though Gilead has prospered for multiple years at the time of the narrative, Alfred is haunted by her other life when she was an independent woman, had a job of her own, a husband, and a child. But all that remains of them is memories, memories, and hope. Oh, I'm a poet. Wow. Mm, You are a poet. I will. Thanks. I'm not. Thank y'all. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I had read this previously a while ago in high school. Why don't you guess? Why don't you oh, take wait, a little no, guess for me about how I liked it? Thing. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it, I hadn't read it in a hot while, uh, but I feel the same way as I did the first time I read it. Feel the same way. Okay. And, and guess, I feel like you liked it the first is. time you read it. I feel like it was like a four and a half for you. That's so interesting. It's three stars. It gets three from Katie, which is a notoriously wow. low rating from Katie. Though it is like sitting right at like. Katie doesn't rate that The low. midpoint. No. Nope. That's low for Katie. This, yeah. this is the second yeah. lowest she's rated a book other than Wuthering Heights. And she hated Wuthering Heights and she gave it a 2.5. And now yeah, she's giving exactly. The Handmaid's exactly. Tale a 3. So we are shook over mm-hmm. here. As to how you enjoyed this, I I think you I think you gave it like 5 stars. It yeah, 5. My guess is 5 for you, Julia. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got I'm it drink right on the nose. So wait, I guess four and a half. So I have to drink one and a half big sips because I got very off. Yes. I think that's the most yeah, off I guess anyone has made on this podcast. So fucking cheers, babes. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. I think it has been. Yeah, I knew you were going to go a little bit higher for me. Um, I knew that. Because I do think, I do think it's a good book. I do. My rating is not objective. It is not about the writing. It's not about its impact on society and culture. It is about how good I felt reading it. And I hated this one. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me about your top three, since you rated it so very highly. Sure, I will. Before we get into like the novel, I do want to point mm-hmm. out, um, as we said in the, what's it called? Summary of this novel, right? So, um, Alfred is only valued for her ability to have children, and she's having children with a man who has a wife. Trigger warning, sexual assault. Oh, like in a big way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In a big way. FYI, it is The Handmaid's Tale. I hope you knew that going into it, but if you didn't, maybe don't listen to this one, Chief. Thanks for making it this far, but maybe just press next. (laughs) Just a heads up. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know why I said worst first instead of best, but um, so I love the writing. Wow. Does that not show up in every single book that I enjoy? Um, I love the writing. Can I read Well, I mean, quote? it's a Can key please reason. Please do. Please do. Oh, this is, again, if you didn't think we needed the trigger warning, uh, listen to this quote I pulled of something I really liked. I'm sorry there is so much pain in this story. I'm sorry it's in fragments like a body caught in crossfire or pulled apart by force. But there's nothing I can do to change it. I've tried to put some of the good things in as well. Flowers, for instance. Because where would we be without them? Yeah. I just love Alfred. Mm. Oh. June. Mm. Wildly. Okay, so she actually isn't named June. Alfred. She wasn't intended to be named June. That wasn't like I know it's her name in the series, yeah. which I haven't seen. But me neither. I downloaded it. At- I mean, or- I watched it. I, I I added it to my crave list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did not illegally uh-huh. stream the what I'm sure no. is Miss Atwood's main fucking source of income right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Miss Atwood. Anyways. Um. Anyway, mm, sorry, Miss Margaret. Um. Yeah. No. So her name's not originally June. Anyway, you were saying. So I would say Alfred. Yeah. 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 Okay, so the writing. That's on your top three. Of course. It's it's fucking well written. Miss Ma- Miss Atwood is one of my favorite poets so for a well reason. Written. It's because she does words so good. She does she do words good. That's my She she opinion. do words good. And like you can tell she <laughs> I love you. Um you can tell she's a poet because um like I was reading the foreword, which I don't normally do, but I did this time by Margaret Atwood in my mm-hmm. copy and there's just so much thought 
in words like and like in poetry like you have to put so much thought in every single word and like you don't do that as much for a novel but miss atwood says i simply will and i love that i love how like offred thinks about like oh i I struggle with big words etymology she thinks about that a lot and like the roots of words and i just love that aspect of the book like it's just very good um I love the writing. I love Miss Atwood. Um, this is my first Miss Atwood I've ever read, but I'm like a big bandwagoner right now. Um, I love what all I also love is how uh, Offred is like an unreliable narrator, and she um, admits it. She like she's literally like, "This is the story." Then, and she goes on to describe something, and then she's like, "Okay, actually, what I told you was bad. It this is how it actually went." Like, yeah. She like yeah. She's like, oh, just kidding, I, just, I lied. Just kidding, I lied. It was easier for me to tell you a lie, so I did. And I'm like, yes, queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, own it. Own your unreliability. Yeah. It's not like a twist at the end, which I really like. It's like halfway through, and she's like, what? Just kidding. Um, I fucking lied. Yeah. And I'm like, mood, sis. You're in a Old. bad place. Yeah. 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 And I love the OG of Glenn. The one who's in the main part of the narrative. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Rip yeah. to a Queen. And I also love the ending. I don't yeah. know how I linked those two together. But original of that, especially at the end, end, I think. Disappears. Kind of, no, yeah. she, um, trigger warning, kills herself. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, trigger warning, this book is incredibly upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything about it is. Trigger warning. Horrifically violent. Yeah. It's sad. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, of Glenn, of Glenn slaps. Mm-hmm. She's she's great. Um, cool, fun. Yeah, I had a really hard time coming up with the top. What did three. you like? It's a, I had a really Ooh. hard time. Why? Um, yeah, yeah, because uh, so much of it is it- so bad. So much of it I hate. Like, okay, yeah, the writing's not. I didn't uh-huh. explicitly refer to the writing, but like, it's it's on my top three. But like, it's even that. It's like hard to. It's it's hard for me to get past the upsettingness to the writing. The words. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're um, evoking a I feeling, think... and I hate that feeling. Shit. Yeah. I'm like, wow, good job writing this. You made me feel bad. <laughs> um, you made me feel bad yeah. in a good, good, efficient way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, my my top three. I really liked all of the references to the moon. I like that that was a recurring theme throughout the book. That was kind of fun. My dumb must have um, noticed that. <laughs> it's, it's my it's my second time reading it though, right? Like it's so I'm not here for plot. Sure. I'm here for like okay, like now I can kind of I can kind of examine shit a little bit closer with a magnifying um, glass. Like hello, I, yes. Also, I was like, anytime I saw the moon, I was like, hey, hey, queen, see you, love you. Hey, girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, me and the moon were Strawberry tight, queen. So. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the birth scene. I'm not going to lie. Why? I really love the birth scene. I think that's kind of the ideal way to give birth. A bunch of girlies getting drunk. No man. Like every like it's like um okay you know, uh did you watch Midsummer? No, I didn't. No, okay. It's uh there's I don't there's like a scene where she's like fucking freaking out and crying like Florence Pugh, and all of these women come in from the culty thing that she's in, and they like she's freaking out and crying and they start to freak out and cry with her and it becomes like a very rhythmic thing, and it kind of helps to like distribute the pain that she's feeling and i think that all of, having all of those people in there with oh, you and beautiful. like set up to be like it's like it like it become it's very like ritualistic and very like almost like primal i don't know i just think that that's kind of like probably how we were intended to give birth and uh i i don't know i i really liked i really like that scene i just think it's interesting and also I wouldn't object if I had to give birth like that. I mean, every other fucking circumstance aside. I was about I to, to say, <laughs> I will yeah. see you like, in the hospital room with the fucking red wine and the chance I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Just yeah. like 
25 women just like screaming with me. Also, that they don't make her get in fucking stirrups. That's kind of great. Anyways, I could talk about the growth team for a while. Um, So I like that. And um, we also have a passage to read to you. Because I like when they play Scrabble, but just the Please first read time. Me a I don't like all of the other times. I just like the first time they play Scrabble. Um, Wait, can I interrupt says, before you read it? Yes, you can. Katie is the biggest nerd for Scrabble. I had to stop playing Scrabble with her online because she kept trouncing me. I was so bad. And she would text oh, no. me like, you fucking suck. Um, she posts Instagram stories very often, especially in the pandemic with like her dad. Yeah. And they get like so yeah. many high scores. Um, we have a spreadsheet going. a lot of points. It's a lot. She loves Scrabble. She's really good at it. I do. Really I like Scrabble. This I'm is the content you need. And I hear this. I really like Scrabble. <laughs> so much fun. Um, I like when they play Scrabble. And I really like this one passage. And I think it's just like it's it's everything that Margaret Atwood does right with language in this one bit. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we play two games. Larynx, I spell. Valance, quince, zygote. I hold the glossy counters with their smooth edges, finger the letters. The feeling is voluptuous. This is freedom, and I blink of it. Limp, I spell. Gorge. What a luxury. The counters are like candies made of peppermint, cool like that. Humbugs, those were called. I would like to put them into my mouth. They would also taste of lime. The letter C. Crisp, slightly acid on the tongue. Delicious. That fucking slaps. Like, all of that fucking slaps. That fucking slaps. I love it. I love it. Oh, and can I just that's say it. that's all? That's <laughs> all. Oh, thank you. Anyways, those were my uh, those were my best, and I had a really hard time coming up with them. I don't know if you could tell because my third one was literally like when they talked about the moon sometimes. Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but tell me about your worst. Okay. So I, as I said, I read the foreword beforehand and I didn't read the whole thing. And I was like, I'll go back to this. And I never did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it, like Margaret Atwood started talking about how like she chose the Harvard campus as the setting for all this and all the symbolism, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's a little spoilery. Mm, I think I just like, because I don't even like reading the back cover of novels before I read it. I just want to go in absolute dunce, please. Yep, same. And just like. Oh, I like being surprised rather than like being set up to expect something. Yeah. Choose books on cover art. Yeah. I don't want anyone else to frame it for me, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, And so I didn't. And so I had this expectation, unfortunately. Having expectations, it always gets you. It always gets you in the end. (sighs) Uh, Yeah. But I I was like, oh, wow, like this is going to be Harvard. And like, I've never been to harvard i don't know it but it wasn't like very distinctly harvard for me um i was wondering and i didn't read the fucking intro i or i i think i did once but i hadn't and i did i was like listening to the summary that you read i'm like where the, when the fuck did they talk about harvard they don't literally sure. and i was like i hate that that symbolism was lost on my dumb brain like that's one of my worst for me i'm like I wish i wasn't so <laughs> fucking stupid or i wish you made this easier for stupid people like me to understand <laughs> margaret i don't um yeah okay okay i i think it's fucking poignant as hell that it's said in harvard like i just wanted to know that and i wouldn't have known it had i not read the forward and i don't like yeah. that that is why it's the worst mm. okay fair um i didn't like how offred's love for nick made of glenn give up on offred i fucking love of glenn She's my fave. I love her. Love. I don't know. Poor girl. Um. Yeah. Uh. And I don't love. Like I understand why Alfred was all like, I love the show for Nick, but I was like, girly, I know this is the only light in your dark, 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 evil, awful life, but I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. What, <laughs> yeah. I don't like how you are reacting to this. Or I don't even like how she's describing it. And I don't like it. I just, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that it's bad. I know that it... There's so many trigger warnings attached to this book. There's so many, like, 
Mm, yeah. Bad, like, sad things about this book. They didn't make my worst three just because I knew about them going in. So, like, the worst, okay. the third worst thing for me is just, like, okay, I'm so sorry, but I just realized my worst are, like, I'm just too dumb for Margaret Atwood. Uh, Like, the big cliffhanger ending, like, I was, I was so mad when I read it, and I would, like, put the book down, and then, like, 15 minutes later, I picked it up again, and then there's that full history lecture at the end, which I love. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of the novel, and I was, like, I don't like how I had to have whiplash at the end of this novel from like hate to yeah. love <laughs> yeah so. okay fair that's that fair. was like the that's last fair. note that it ended on right and it was just a little yeah yucky in my mouth <laughs> okay yeah that's fine unlike a um, caesar like which i fucking love oh god i love a so caesar uh yeah yeah i do i kind of like that she just goes you know, I don't know. I don't think we're going to have to drink on this one. I get it. Uh, none of your shit that was on your worst or your best is on either of my lists. Um, I think I'm just going to drink because of that. I love being unique. That never happens I, between us. <laughs> I know, right? Our brains all worked very differently on this book, which I think is very, very funny and very interesting. Um, Yeah. No, for me, um, every single bit of the worst was uh, attached to some plot points. So that was fun. Um, I hate the salvaging. Okay. Hate the salvaging. Not the part where they, uh, not the part of, what is it, part of execution or whatever? Not that. That's fine. I don't care. Um, it's Can you not the use the canon to... words for our people who haven't read it? If they haven't read it, I would not recommend listening to this podcast. But. Uh, okay, I'm dumb. That's just apart. what I'm trying to say. Please refresh <laughs> my mind. <laughs> uh, that's what, it's called when they rip I've the dude apart. Though. I know. I know. Okay. Um, no. Yeah. And then I was like, ooh, Margaret Atwood's doing something spicy with the words. Maybe I should look this up. Turns out participation is literally only a handmaid's tale word. And I was a little upset with that. But it's fine. Or maybe I just didn't oh. spend that's more than one minute Google. And that's on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just like interested into like is it particles is the best? maybe it's like a combination of like something and like execution right like that could be cool to find it is how she came up with it well i think it's like ripping some like i think it's like ripping someone to shreds like into particles ripping apart execution. execution like that's okay i see how you be yeah yeah but um i didn't care about that part that's not the part i hated of the salvaging morning uh this the part i hated okay. about the salvaging morning was that they make them all hang them together hated that despised it um yeah that wasn't Wait, i wasn't a fan of that well the 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 three women that they hang they have to the yeah. handmaids all pull the rope together they do yeah oh, yeah sucks. yeah that's why she talks about that's like brutal. oh like i'm gonna look at the grass and like just concentrate on how the rope feels all right all right yeah, i don't that's like it yeah um not a fan of that so that was not cute um when when uh the commander almost touches her when he she's like yeah like we've been hanging out all the time playing scrabble chilling and then he um is fucking her because they do the weird rachel leah bible story shit where she has to like lie between serena joy's legs and then the husband fucks her fucks offred so it's like fucking my wife through you because you're the one who can get pregnant dumb anyways whatever but he almost he raises his hand to touch her and she like moves her face away and then he puts his oh, hand down that. and she's like you shouldn't do that and he's like what I'm like fuck you man so that was yeah that's on my worst um i know just i hate so much rage inside me yeah yep mm-hmm. um and i hate the party i hate the party that they go to the party jezebels whatever oh but she gets to see moira no, I hate that she gets to see Moira. I hate that she sees her. Why? Oh, because are you fucking kidding me? Like, okay, it's her best friend in the whole world. And she can, without, uh-huh. if she hasn't seen her, because she, she goes on that whole thing where she's like, oh, uh-huh. like, I'm imagining that she has managed to get away. Right? Like, she's oh, right. in her head telling herself all these lies about all these different people. And, you know, she's like, I get to believe all of these different things at once. And one of them is that she's alive and she has made it out and I 
can't believe that I get to tell myself that. And then she goes and she sees her and like, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. And like Moira's like, no, like, I'm fine. I'm actually having a really good time here. You should try and get here. And it's like heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. And especially she also like never sees Moira again after that. She never sees her again. That's the last image she's left with her friend. Instead of she managed to get away from the Red Center. That hurts. Those are my worsts. Although I'm not going to lie. I fucking hate a lot of the shit that happened in this book. Yeah. It's hard to narrow down best. And it's also hard to narrow down worst. Just because it's pretty fucking heavy. Um, yeah. Yikes. I just found a quote that I was referring to. I'm so sorry. I can't um, wait to hear your but voice. It's the... Please read it to me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's just the fact, like, she's, like, telling her, like, she's, like, oh, like, they even give you, like, face cream. Like, you should find a way of getting into here. Um, and she goes, and Alfred is, like, you don't mean that. She's frightening me now because what I hear in her voice is indifference, a lack of volition. Have they really done it to her then? Taking away something? What? That used to be so central to her? But how can I expect her to go on with my idea of courage, live it through, act it out when I myself do not? Like, Moira, like, Moira's not just, like, her That's best friend in the whole world. She is, like, this, like, totem of, like, possibility and, like, hope that Offred's been clinging to. And, like, in the back of her head is always this, like, voice of Moira telling her, like, she's calling her date and she's telling her that she's being stupid. And she's telling her, like, you're better than this, all of this stuff. And then she sees her. And she's, like, oh, they, they've even beaten it out of you. They've even managed to subdue you. Like, ugh. I just hate it. I hate it. I also hate the fact, like, fuck this. Fuck Gilead. Like, God. Oh, we're all pure. And we have to be pure forever. Um, BT Dubs, if you're, like, high enough rank in the military, you can go fuck prostitutes just for funsies. (laughs) I just, ugh, I'm so mad. Even though there's a killer strain of syphilis, and that's why they have to have handmaids in the first place, because most of the population is, uh, sterile because of this killer strain yeah. of syphilis but you can go fuck prostitutes yeah. the only people are, who are allowed to have like reproduce are handmaids younger women and old fucking men mm-hmm. who are high up and like chummy with the government and these Honestly. are also the people fucking whores and they probably have been doing yeah. that or sorry you know but like ah, they're the only people who've been doing that or, and they've probably been doing that before. Like, the thing is, they're probably sterile. And they say that a lot in the books, too. They're like, they're probably fucking sterile. And, like, these women but are being killed for no such pregnant, thing. but it's not on them. No, they're like, there's no such thing as a sterile man. Only a barren woman. I know, like... Fuck off! Like, like The arrogance of the men in this novel killed me. I was like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Mm, yeah the worst thing is is that these women aren't even prostitutes like they're not even like sex workers they're not they've like they're determined to be like they're like still like sexually like attractive um so they're not sent off to these like colonies to essentially be exposed to like radiation poisoning and they're not like pure enough to become handmaids and so instead of just like killing them they're like or no, them. and by pure, it's also like docile, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not submissive, so they just, you know, brutalize them and rape them. Yeah, and, it's like forced uh, until submission, they right? Submission no through violent rape. Yep. Woo. Yeah, yeah, and dressing them up and like bringing them to these stupid fucking like parties and. Oh, I hate everything. I... Oh. Yep. Yep. The thing that I hate most about this book though not hate the thing that unsettles me most about this book is the fact that margaret atwood wrote this and she was like i'm not gonna put anything in this book that hasn't been done somewhere in the world because if i do if i if i do just make shit up people will tell me i'm just making shit up so fuck you all this is actually real and i don't like that i don't like it Mm -mm. me neither I don't like it either. No, it's bad. Yeah, not a fan. It's as a young say, woman, scary. Uh-huh. Not cute. Not fun. What were you gonna say? Um, I will. I will say I am like a slap for a good like Bible story though, um, and like a like a little oh. a little biblical adaptation. We love uh, a biblical adaptation, especially one 
that's like this fucking like oh religion's poison let's separate the yeah not religion's poison but the when you don't separate religion and the state that is toxic oh interesting it's just like because the whole thing about the handmaids is based on like rachel and leah right from Mm. uh the the book of jacob yeah 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 that's a great story. I mean, it's a shit story. It's actually terrible, and I hate it. <laughs> but it, what a great story to, like, build this whole novel off of, you know? Right. Like, it's just so yeah, interesting. It's... I have a question for you. Yeah? It's not a very nice question. Uh, if cool. if you had to be in a society, because this is just something that I found myself wondering as I was reading it. If you had to be, if, hey, Julia, not to, like, Probably on like the thing that we both fucking hated about this book. Um, but like let's say this happens, IRL. Uh, where would you want to end up? What what yeah. um classification of woman would you like to be? <laughs> not dead, not a not not an answer, not viable. Okay. Try again. <laughs> Cause there's okay, there's Martha's okay. who are like housekeepers. Um, and then there's wives who are wives, um, handmaids who do the the fucking and the pregnancy and i guess I, i'll call them like jezebels because i don't really have another word for it which are like the sexually hot you know but not submissive fucked up ladies um ants who like train them and then un did i already say on women i don't know if i you did on women on women you also missed econo yeah. wives right my apologies yeah there's wives and then econo wives which is so right. wives is rich, so. and Econo wives is mm-hmm. like, uh, you are sure. the wife. It's like economy and, and Martha all in one. Woo! Mm-hmm. 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 It's economy class. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that that's that's like the shit class, right? Yeah, on like a plane. Yeah. What is the unwoman um, again? Oh, those are the ones you who die, are like right? you go to colony, Baron, yeah. or you, yeah, or like um, Alfred's mom, like a feminist. Barren or old, so unfuckable. Yep, barren, barren or old or unfuckable. Yep, but also, also, I think like yeah. a feminist though is considered an unwoman because they do all those videos yeah. of like the unwoman documentaries. I think so too. Wait, wait, what's your ideal living situation? <laughs> okay, so, so I read the testaments. You haven't. I'm gonna pretend mm-hmm. I haven't read the testaments to answer this question because it does change. Do after having read the testaments, and I think we should revisit this mm. next week. Um, I think we should. So I would say a Martha. Oh my god, same. I was like, that's... I get to make bread. <laughs> kind of ideal. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I'd like to end they up don't... there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, they can't yep. have a husband. But... Oh no. <laughs> also, wouldn't be like super against being an Icona wife or Icona wife? That's not, I have you know. I issues, so... <laughs> If it had to happen, it has to happen. But if I'm like a single lady, like, okay, yes, I'm if it has to happen, I'm being forced into marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be an Akana wife. A what? I wouldn't want to be an Akana wife either, though. It's like my second choice. I definitely. Yeah, it is the second choice yeah. for me, too. What's your top three? Wives? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> What's your top three? What's your oh. top three class of woman? <laughs> If you had to choose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which breed? <laughs> Fuck. Ugh. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would not want to be a wife. I'll tell you that for free. Handmade worst by far. I'll say it. Um, But I wouldn't want to be a wife either. Handmade is the worst by far. I don't know. It would suck to be a wife. Don't get me wrong. But they're all like they want to have kids with these girls. So ass man. Um. Like, it would suck to do wife, wifey things. Like, to hang out. Okay, here's my thoughts. It would suck to hang out with the other wives. But yeah. when you don't have a kid, you're just simply vibing, right? You oh, yeah. get to knit. You get to hang out. You are respected. You are rich. I'm sure your husband's fucking someone else and you have to, like, be there for it. And it's not like a thing I'm a into, of, though. Yeah. Good to know about you. Good to you know, know like, that's, like, a knows thing, but, like, no thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't say I um, feel that way either. Uh, <laughs> not a fan. 
of that. But Not the amount cute. of time yeah. you can just simply vibe, like I, like am I do I love my commander? Because if I don't love my commander, he can fuck my handmaid all he wants. Like I don't care. Like I'm just gonna simply relax. Oh, but I can't read. So how would I pass time knitting? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my right? suck. Martha's have tasks to keep them busy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Now I just feel like being a wife would be like shitty. And also, if you are a wife who has a handmaid, because you're yeah. there are wives who don't have handmaids. There are wives who don't have handmaids because they can <laughs> like have babies. But if your wife left. has a handmaid. Oh, right. But no, but if your wife has a handmaid, it's because you're barren. I know, I know. Right. So that's yeah, like society. Also. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, you're old. You suck. Meanwhile, all the old dudes get to fuck all the time. For fun I know. and How also did for they get reproduction. To fuck all the time? Because they're men. I know. I know. It's a boys' club, but not just an old gents' club. And that's a society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the thing that kills me is it's like they blame, like, like Janine. Janine. Shitty little Janine. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, fuck Janine. little whiny Janine. First off, fuck Janine. Fuck Janine. That just needs to be said. Okay. Yeah, um, I'll let you say it. Um, I'm not going to join you on that one, but um, poor Janine. Shit, it's snivelly little whiny Janine. Fair enough. Uh, she has a baby. And then it, I don't really remember what it turns out, but it doesn't turn out nice. It's not, not a good it one. It didn't have a brain. Unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> It, was, yeah. it looked like a baby, but it didn't have a brain. And it was not a viable baby. Um, and that's how Katie was born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> what I was going to say is that birth defects are linked to older sperm. So they're like, mm, Janine, you popped out one of them brainless babies. <laughs> Off to the fucking unwoman colonies for you, you piece of shit with your little shitty fucked up printer uterus and it's like bro maybe it's the fact that it was like an old man like that's not on her okay. but that's not them facts because she did get impregnated by a younger man illegally did she? and also they didn't send her away yeah she fucked the doctor right oh fuck the doctor by the way okay fair oh fuck the doctor like okay gross super gross Creepy, pervy, mm-hmm. yucky. Um, I do kind of see how he could think of it as a kindness, though. I agree. Like, offering to have sex with them. Obviously, I don't think that he's coming to it from a place of, like, let me help you out because you have to get impregnated. A lot of these old dudes are sterile. And also, if you do have kids with them, they'll be fucked up because they're hella old and everybody's been exposed to radiation and everybody's got, you know, fucked upness. Um syphilis you know, he's, he's certainly not coming he's yeah everybody's got syphilis and you're all your baby your babies are being weird um but like <laughs> he's not coming to it from that but i can see how it could have like started as that or something you know and just been like yeah i don't know there's no good people it's in like this book a kindness that got corrupted yeah it's not a society a corrupt that kindness promotes goodness good does not flourish good dies in this society yep absolutely absolutely i will say so that's like great i think that she does that whole like this is how we can get society real fucked up if we lean into these things without any like we just allow ourselves to become like totally like men are the best they are always right women are never wrong blah 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 but then she also like I mean, you mean women are always kind of... wrong, or men are never wrong? Yep, that's what it. Men are never wrong. That's what I meant. Um, Katie's drinking. I didn't love the light that she painted, like second wave feminism with. Other one, Miss Atwood. And I think it comes down to her like thing where she's like, "I'm not a feminist." I think there's just yeah. a misunderstanding. I don't know if she said that. What a feminist is. Yeah, I don't know if she's said that i just want to be clear like i don't know if Ms. Atwood herself has said like i'm not a feminist but i i do know that she has some some fucked up perspectives that have come to light a little bit recently um couldn't tell you the specifics of any 
Google you know it. she's not nice. But you just um, Google it. Yeah. No, it's something about uh, there was a sexual assault case at UBC, and I think she signed a letter. I saying, don't like, want. I to believe know. the accuser, accusee. Oh fucking yeah. Christ! Yeah, um, I'm gonna get my facts straight. You're but... making your book come true. I believe it's a publicity stunt. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Let's um, imagine um, the three three D chess of like. Oh, okay. New season of Handmaid's Tale is coming out. Gotta promote it. Maybe I'm gonna like do something a little anti-feminist just to get the media talking about me. Atwood's PR team's like, Margaret, you can do it. You're old. That'll be a good fallout. Like, fuck yeah, yeah, fuck. Let's go. Uh, she signed an open letter condemning the University of British Columbia for firing the novelist Stephen Galloway after allegations of sexual assault. Um, and she's become known as a bad feminist because of that stance. And then she wrote an op-ed for the Globe and Mail saying, I hate that I'm a bad feminist. <laughs> and that was like mid-Me Too. Carly, be better then. <laughs> yeah, it was a hard moment oh, for her to be like, so I'm going to take this stance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's unfortunate uh, and it was all timed really poorly and i i really don't think that she is mm-hmm. like anti-feminist in her like true core beliefs i just i think she's also like an older older woman who just is like i don't want to be that inflammatory um and derogatory towards men but i do find that the the light right. that she paints um like second wave feminism like especially when it comes to like, like offred's, offred's mom. mom second wave feminist yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. my brain cell. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She's just as, like, continually displayed Thank as, God. like, this really harsh, unforgiving woman who, like, hates all men and is, like, an absolute bitch. And, like, even, like, Moira is a little bit, like, the worst. Yeah. 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 So it's hard for me to even be like, oh, this book is so feminist. It's like, there's no, there's no woman in this that's... Oh, this book is not Good. feminist at all. Like, not at all, but, no. like, it's not feminist. It's not. And, it, and, like, books don't have to be. I just found it no. very It's like a rallying cry for feminism, but it's not feminist. Yeah. Which is really, it's, an, it's and that's, like, it's kind of, it's, it's very interesting. And, and, obviously, like, I think it does speak mm. to, like, her power as, like, a writer that she's able to do that in one book. I just wasn't a fan of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I um, you have a monologue prepared. <laughs> I do. I'm trying to up my monologue game. Like, I don't know. Uh, I I feel like I've had a couple mad monologues, so we'll see how this one goes. Because like I had the original idea for my monologue was to be like, you know, to like all the pals who told me I wouldn't like this book. Here's why you're wrong. And I thought it would be like, like a I would have a mic drop moment and everything. Um, except unfortunately, <laughs> the people who I talked to love this book and highly recommend it to me. And I was like, guys, can you oh, like? No be a little bit more hating be my haters so that yeah i (laughs) can talk about something like i don't want to produce original content can you like produce that for me (laughs) oh my god incredible um yeah but luckily my mom (laughs) so sorry um my mom said oh julia like I'm not sure if you should read it. It's really dark. It's really heavy. Like, there's a lot of assault. It's really brutal. Like, I had to stop I reading did also. the book. I don't know, but... You didn't say it, though, Katie. I took a screenshot of our text messages. You were like, oh, my God, absolutely read it. Love it. Oh. You didn't say love it. You said you would love it, I think. I literally have the receipts because I was looking I at I might have said love it. I, I do think... Like... I do, like... I do, like... I... Okay. It gets three stars because I hate reading it so much. I do think that it is a book that people should read did i say love it i probably said love it no you didn't you didn't i said you said oh you def should read it it's a really good as a book as a book it's really good (laughs) that's what you were like are you talking about the show or the book and i was like yeah i don't watch tv i mean i do but i don't make time for it (laughs) whatever um um i don't make time for it anyway (laughs) anyway my mom was like, don't read it. There's a lot of assault. As it, uh, Totally yeah. forgetting that I read all of Game of Thrones at the tender age of 13. And, you know, that I was <laughs> subsequently, like, scarred for life. Uh, I was like, uh, yeah. really, I think I can handle that. Um, I think I handled not worse at younger, but 
close at younger. <laughs> I think I am. And especially because yeah. he's like, oh, there's like sexual assault. And I'm like, Cal Drogo and Daenerys. And I read that at 13. Like, Woo! Yeah. My brain, when I read those yeah. at 13, just simply glossed over it. And inside, they're in love. I was like, we're going to talk. We're going to pretend you like read- she's not like 14. Handmaid's Tale? No, you read Daenerys and Cal Drogo at 14. Yeah. yeah. I think my 13-year-old no, brain read Handmaid's Tale thing, at 15. But still, oh, I hate public school. Oh, I don't hate public school. Oh, I no, wish I, I went to public school. school so much. Oh, I didn't read Hannah it school. Did. I just right. I read it when the Shout out to Hannah. Movie, or hey, the girl. Show was- yeah. Hey, girl. Um, I, I read it when I was, when the show was coming out. So I think like 2016, I don't think I had turned 15 yet or I not turned 16 yet. So I was still uh, 15. Okay. I don't, know. Okay, I don't fucking true. know. But I'm that bitch. Summer I have baby. to read the book Love before the show comes you. out. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. So I asked my friend Julia. Um, She made the music for this podcast, by the way. Shout out to her. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, girly, because she loves dystopian fiction. Like, she loves it. And I don't really. And I was like, hey, girly, like, should I read Handmaid's Tale? Like, I literally went to all my, like, book friends. And I was like, hey, girly, should I read Handmaid's Tale? Oh, and actually, yeah. M was like, okay, so I think you'd love. That's not her voice at all. But she said, okay, I think you'd love the plot and the politics because it's an absolute masterpiece. And, like, she was not wrong. Um, but she was worried like it would be too dark for me because of like you know the triggery stuff we just talked about, and I was like, mm, not the case for me personally. I kind of glossed over it, but um, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. And like you know, then there's the fucking losers who didn't discourage me from reading it, like you, fuck. And you're like, oh my god, I'm really good book. You should definitely read it. Ugh, so annoying. Uh, and I do remember saying I did. I- <laughs> I'm going to take a stance against this. I do remember saying, I think I'm you should definitely read it. I will warn you that it can get a little bit, like, messy. And I know as somebody with anxiety myself, I, I would I would say, hey, maybe, like, a warning. It could, it could be a little bit anxiety-inducing. So I didn't discourage, but I did tell you that there were some things that you wouldn't like, maybe. Or at least I'd like to think that I said that. I, I might not have. I'm pulling out of the conversation as they did. This is a reconstruction. Uh, <laughs> do you want to know the truth? Yeah, I do want to know the truth. <laughs> yeah, you my liar. <laughs> yeah, you are. I said, have you read slash seen The Handmaid's Tale? And you're like, oh my god, I did. I read it. I like it. But I found the sh- show way too slow, so I only watched it like two episodes. And I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Also, good luck on your exam. You had an exam. Good luck on it. Um, and you're like, thank you. Yeah. The exam is done now. And uh, she was like... You- she you were like do you watch Handmaid's Tale like I heard it was good I just could not get into it for whatever reason and I was like no I was considering reading it and you were like oh you def should it's a really good book and I said cool we love Canadians and you're like yes I love Miss Atwood but also Penelope ad and then we started talking about the Penelope ad and then we started talking about the podcast okay not me being like wow um I couldn't get into the show it was too slow moments later I don't know why I couldn't get into it I have one brain cell and she was working so on math it was I think day hours later um yeah it would have been post-exam so that explains a little no, bit no you responded like... at 1 a.m like hey yeah i watched the show couldn't get into it and then at like 10 a.m like hey what's wrong with me anyways <laughs> i fully thought that i had told you that i clearly <laughs> no, only said it in my head i wish you my had <laughs> fuck this monologue would have been so good and now it's just flopping anyway um my friend Caitlin, uh, she led me actually the Testaments and the Handmaid's Tale, um, but she had like an uglier book background, so I did not read that copy because I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, I don't actually listen. Yeah. So anyway, um, she was like, "Guys, we don't even want to talk about her." Um, she was like, "Okay," because I have qualms about the genre that I will go into detail later. She said it's just like mm-hmm. so well re- written. Just read it already, and I was like, Ugh. It is. Fine, bitch. You're not stirring up. I kept trying to stir up the pot yeah. with her. I was like, yeah, I just don't know. And she's like, just read it, Julia. It's fine. And I was like, yeah, but what about this? And she's like, no, it'll be okay. And I was like, ah, start tea with me. You couldn't even like get people to actually engage. I love that. <laughs> no, I literally, literally. <laughs> it was. Oh my god. Like it was either like, oh, I don't know, Julia, and I'm not gonna talk to you either way, or like, yeah, do it. Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> So, so why is, okay, so 
that was my plan for like the original monologue was yes. just to spew tea. Unfortunately, there was no tea to be spilled. Uh, and so I was like, okay, now I'm going to pivot to why is this not taught in school? And then we were on a call with some friends earlier this week and our friend Hannah mentioned yeah. that she read it in school. And I was like, I hate Catholic school. God, I had the misfortune to going one to to one and then it prevented me from reading valuable literature. Like, fuck. I just hit through 1984. Dead. And as a person named Julia, like, you know, the same name as the person <laughs> that gross, ugly fucking Wilson was fucking like that was uncomfy as hell at the tender age of 16. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Out loud reading oh, a, a Julia getting railed by this ugly man. I was like, <laughs> I have to read it. It's a bit empowering. No, it was like. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It was like it wasn't, boys, but it like, could have been. And then Julia gets <laughs> fucked, and I'm like, uh-huh. um, I just didn't think I'd like this book. Okay. Oh, sorry. This is take three. This is the monologue. It's actually short and sweet. For okay, months. here we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there there was a ramble. You had to prelude. pivot so many times. That's, that's who I am as a person. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, so I just didn't think I'd like this book because I'm not like a super big fan of political dystopian literature. And I'm not talking about like the Hunger Games or any of those popular YA dystopian novels because I read them all yeah. and I enjoyed them all. Uh, but I'm a fucking snob. So I've been on this lifelong journey to like find a real classic dystopian novel that I liked. So I read 1984 actually for a boy, which is a big mistake. Yeah, but, don't do that. Don't uh, read books he, for boys. I know. Don't read Buster Boys. They recommend you things, and you're like, I want him to love me, so I will read this shitty book that he suggests. He's like, oh, 1984 is my favorite book. I'm like, I'm going to read it. Sounds like a good time. That's a red flag. <laughs> that is a red flag. Yeah, Ooh, that's goodbye. a red flag. <laughs> I know. We're like 15. He's like, yes, 1984, let's go. And I'm like, 1984, let's go. Oh, God. I, anyway, high school was a choice for me. Um. And so I read yeah. before, before, like, we had to read it in grade 11. I read it in grade 10. And so in grade 11, when we had to read it, I was like, I hate this book. Like, and I, I like, I love my grade 11 English teacher. I love her so much. A uh, queen. And I was like to her, girly, I fucking hate 1984. Why can't, like, the public schools get to read Brave New World. Why can't we read Brave New World? Like, she's like, have you read Brave New World? And I was like. One moment, please. And then I read all of Brave New World just to like fight and beef with this teacher. So I could be like, oh, yes. Brave New World is so much better than 1984. We should read it, even though they talk about like non out of body conception, like because God hates that, right? Um, and <laughs> uh, oh man. So I read Brave New World just for beef. Um, and then I hated it so much. It was so much worse. It was so much worse than 1984. And I was like, shit, Miss Curtis, you were right. And I was wrong. But also these both both suck. So like, where's the thesis? Like, where can we find a good book? And so like, I'm like, huh, do I hate classic dystopian literature? But I enjoyed YA dystopian literature. So I was like, what? What is missing here? And it's women. Right? No, there it is. No <laughs> women. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, Brave New World. I can't remember. I remember hating it, but I don't think there's women uh, perspectives because why would there be women? Not to sound like Gillian, but do women deserve rights? No. Anyway, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, so we <laughs> hate dystopian, but maybe it's because we hate the male perspective. So I read Never Let Me Go earlier this year. For a workbook club and okay it's from a woman's perspective it's like they're clones it's like okay. england and they're clones and i'm like okay okay maybe uh -huh. interesting okay but unfortunately it was written by a man so i also hated it because she was such a fucking bitch also i don't like sci-fi so mm. that is hard for me because so much of like dystopia is tied to that and i'm like ew yeah. moving on so, enter Handmaid's yeah. Tale. Like, Handmaid's Tale has entered the chat. It is, like, uh, written by women, a women's perspective. It is a society that hates women, so women's issues are, like, at the forefront of the entire novel. Um, and it's, like, nothing but real things. Things that have happened or could have happened are happening in this. There's, we are only, we are not, like, there's no hyperbole or... No, there's no leaps and bounds. It's only stretching. 
that is happening yeah. to form this dystopian literature novel. And I was like, wow, this is tailor-made for me. Wow, this is tailor-made for my taste because it's written by a woman. It's about women and it's not too out there because a lot of dystopian. And I'm like, blah, but this would never happen. Um, and not that it wouldn't ever happen, but, you know, I'm like, it's so hard yeah. for me to get into a, such an abstract world. And so that's why I don't really mm-hmm. like dystopian. Um, oh, I also... I did not make a transition. I just had two disparate points back to back. So I read somewhere Good. online that like men who write dystopian literature, like they say, oh, this government system is bad, but they don't try to like get rid of it and then make a new one because men still benefit from the dystopian government system. So they just like make some minor tweaks and fixes to make it like a little bit better. Whereas so yeah. like. Oh, like now. Oh, like now. And so like. As a woman reading that, and I, I, like, when you only have a man's perspective, a man is writing this, he doesn't, like, no offense to male authors, but as we talked about in Full Seven offense and a half to male deaths, authors. Thanks, Katie. Full offense um, to male authors. <laughs> I find they tend to consider other perspectives um, a little bit less. They don't do that at all, actually. Uh, and so they're like, oh, this government system works for me, so we're just gonna, like, we're gonna have the same one, but a better leader. And it's like, no, honey, burn it to the ground and start something new. Thank you. So that's, again, another reason why I just could not get behind um, dystopian literature. Also, I need to say I have not yet read Fahrenheit 451. And I think that would affect things. I know. Yeah. I chose to read Shakespeare instead. It was like in grade 12, we had an option. And I was like, "Mm, Shakespeare, that's who I am as a person. Why would I read dystopian? Boo hiss. Um, But now I really want to read it. Um, You have to. Yeah, um, I just love Handmaid's Tale. Like, it just explores, like, my own worst nightmares um, and, like, yeah. issues in the world related to things I care about, such as, like, forcibly removing women's bodily autonomy. And, like, you know, as we said, it's not feminist, but it is such a good catalyst for feminist conversations, for feminist action. Yeah. So I just really loved it i think it is such a work of art it is brutal Mm. it is so hard to read but in terms of dystopian literature god i would rather read it than 1980 fucking four or brave new fucking world like i like did i get the big sad reading those boy books yeah but not because of what was written in the word like not because of the plot (laughs) but because of the plot you know what i'm saying it's like not because the whole world it it wasn't trying to make me sad but I was anyway, whereas Handmaid's Tale, like, yeah. here's some sadness, bitch, on a silver platter. Here you go. Um, she says, I'm sorry, this, so- this is so sad. This shit is I'm, upsetting. Says, sorry. And Winston never said that. Winston said, dear Julia, I'm so sorry you had to sit through a grade 11 class uh, and hear your name in a sex scene in Catholic high school. I'm so sorry. And Winston That's never said that, but Offred did. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah like this book does it hit a little too close to home is it a little too sad yeah is it scary yes but that's what makes it good and like I still hate dystopia because like it's predominantly male perspectives and male authors but damn I'm gonna give it more of a chance I'm not gonna be as big of a bitch about it uh, and we love a woman's perspective yeah. that is the conclusion. We do. In conclusion, fuck men, women are awesome. <laughs> yep. I think that's one of the things, I think that is like a key thing about us and this podcast is I, I don't like reading a men, men, I don't like reading men. I don't like <laughs> male perspectives in I don't like reading their tarot cards. I don't like looking at their faces and like seeing what's on mm-mm. their face. I don't like, mm-mm. No. Yeah, no. Um, I do think... No. One hundred percent, you were right throughout all of that, uh, and I, everything you said, it's my opinion. Resonates. I can't be wrong. Except for the fact that you haven't fucking read <laughs> Fahrenheit four fifty one. Jesus Christ, Julia. Um, that's about burning books. That shit hits close to home. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I um, want to read it. It's we'll, we'll do it for this podcast. It's, my, Don't worry it's about been it. on um, my TBR for so long. Okay. I really, I have like a sexy copy of it too. So <laughs> the pictures, wonderful. Um, oh, girl, but yeah, so I. 
I think you need to read less dystopian and more speculative fiction. I do. I have another book for you okay. that I think we have I'll to read for this down. podcast. Uh, and I brought it up earlier this week, actually. It's less sci-fi and more... Like, because with dystopian, you get a lot of, like... Doctors and prescribed. with aliens and things are crazy. And, and with speculative fiction, it tends to be a little bit more grounded and closer to the current world. And I, I oh, enjoy, like, things I that mean. fall under, like, speculative Kate. fiction very squarely more than I do dystopian. Oh. Knowing our brain cell, I, I think she'd like that, too. <laughs> I know. Knowing our brain God. cell, she, ah. it does. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Such as you were going to say, points. you brought up a book earlier this week of speculation. Yes. Yeah. Gold Fame Citrus. I think we should read it for this podcast because I, I want to read oh, it. Oh, you did summer, say that. Um, okay. Yeah. I. Hannah, that's you can get ahead. everything. You're so right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, we don't do uh, just any book anymore. It's all speculative fiction. Welcome to the Speculative Fiction Podcast. Um, <laughs> um, no, I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. I have nothing to add because you said it all. You said it all. With that in mind, what would you write an essay about this song? If you had I to. I'm so it? fucking prepared for this question. Do you know what I'd call it? Let's hear it. Yeah. One second. <clears throat> It's a long title, and I'm sorry, but mm. this is the title. Yeah, yeah. Handmaidens are red, Scholarly. wives are blue, an interpretation of the handmaid's tales, flowers, colors, and hues. Bitch, that's a poem. You're yeah. a poet. Okay, I love it. I love it. You're, I'm valid. Yes. 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 Yeah. So just because who I am as a person... I like. Can you guess what I'm about to say? If I say flowers, I'm gonna look at flowers. Do you know what I'm gonna talk about? Tulips. And also. No. No. What i what iconic classic literature flower theme do I talk? About? Oh, Ophelia! <laughs> it all comes back yeah. to Ophelia. <laughs> it, oh, you and does. fucking Hamlet. All right. Yep. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I would talk about that though. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, but it only, not a comparison, only I would use it as an inspiration to read the different flowers that she names by name in the novel and just see if we can read them and their symbolism similarly to how we'd read Ophelia's flowers in Hamlet. So we wouldn't That's compare genius. it. We'd use it as a Rosetta Stone for this novel. I love it. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a good lens. That's yeah. a good like and it's a good look like at it's colors. A, it's an intermediary text. Mm-hmm. I love that. God, yeah. Thank y'all. Incredible. Because you know, red, blue. Blue is the wives, yes, yes. red is the handmaid. Uh stripes mm-hmm. for the Econa wives. I think Martha's got gray. Green for Martha's. Green for Martha's. Gray Green? for unwomen. Brown for ants. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. That'd be my essay. Mm-hmm. Long title. Wonderfully crafted. Uh a little bit longer. Yeah. Not longer than yours. A little bit long. Um very different though. Very different okay. from yours. Um once again, we love I'm a quote, surprised. colon, title. Um, but it is mm-hmm. <laughs> We are one smile propagandizing through the creation of the collective. That's such a good one. I really love that. Thank you. Thank you. I just, it, um, the complicitness. And I, t- I said a little bit, like, I, I hate the fact that they make them hang the other hang, hang the other handmaids in hen, the salvaging. Yeah. Handmaidens. Yeah. Um, in the salvaging. It makes them complicit, yeah. right? It makes them complicit. And it, um, right. Mm-hmm. And then they also all attend the birth and they all feel like they all have given birth. And they also all tear apart that guy during the participation. And participation? Participation? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, Just, like, the fact I that they are continually... I can't read. I can't like, pronounce even, words. Mood. Um, even, like, when she is talking to the commander in the study and he's like, can I get you anything? Can I get... What can I get for you? And she's like, I want 
lotion, our skin gets really dry. Like they they have it. That's a thing, collective right? Language. Like that is a thing. Collective language and collective, like this feeling that you cannot extricate yourself and you are not an individual. And how that makes you submissive yeah. and how that makes you and like nationalism and like, wow, let's all cheer on Canada because we're all Canada. And oh, it, wow. We propaganda that ties oh, into it. And it's a week before Canada Day that we're recording this. And I think that's fucking iconic of you, Katie. I just, you it's know, like novel. it's just it makes it. Yeah. It's well, it just it makes icky. you like it. it, it it feels icky. It just it it is it is a, like a propaganda tactic, and I'd like to kind of dissect that in terms of how yeah. it's used in Gilead. Yeah. Also, I love the word I propaganda. I think. Would you compare it to the current situation that is going on or has been going on in Canada? Uh, today? Do you residential schools? Not today. Yeah, I do. Like, or not even just residential yes. schools, but absolutely. Yeah. And this idea that like, well, actually, it's being used in a, in a very interestingly like opposite way by media right now, in that um. To um, what's the word? What's the That'd word where you're not guilty? Unguiltify one. Exonerate. Yeah. Oh yeah. To exonerate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where it's like Canada's not responsible. The Catholic. It's the Catholic Church, and it's like, okay, who are they acting on behalf of though? Right. So I just it yeah. propaganda Hunties. through the creation Come of the on. collective. What about the sixty and, uh, scoop? What about the yeah. foster care system? Like hmm. literally everything. Right. Like it's just it's bad. It's not good. But yeah, I'm very interested in how they they create groups. And then say, you're part of this group. You're never going to leave. So don't even try it. You're not an individual. But try, no. Right? So anyways. um, Yeah. Yeah. Parting thoughts? Hard to move yeah. on from that. But parting thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> um, Welcome to the whiplash of heavy conversation to uh, brevity. Levity as we end it. Just you kidding, bitches. You whiplash? <laughs> welcome you know what life imitates art welcome to our podcast this has been another episode of getting literate i'm julia i'm katie thank you for listening if i remembered the latin phrase i would say take off starts thank you so much this has been an episode of getting literate with julia honadle and katie mccullough be sure to follow us on social media at Getting Literate on all platforms and follow the podcast from wherever you're listening for more opportunities to get lit and get literate. literate.